What up, what up, what up? What's going on, good people? Welcome into this Relationship Friday edition of Herb and Two, alongside Tucson Werner. My name is Herb Howard. Every single Thursday and Saturday, we are here hanging out with y'all. Unless you are an official dirtbag, then we are here on this Tuesday night for the live taping of Relationship Friday, in which you get to leave your input, add to the conversation, we chat and respond right back like we always have. Thank y'all so very, very much for tuning in. This is where we get together and talk about issues currently impacting the black community. We talk about how those issues impact us individually and also how they impact us as a collective and along with your help. We talk through these issues in hopes of finding the optimum solutions for how we can overcome said issues. Again, overcome them individually, but perhaps more importantly, overcome them as a collective. Thank y'all so very much. But choosing to be a part of this conversation, as always, your input is valued. It is certainly, certainly appreciated. Anything you want to add to the conversation, feel free to do so. We will go through as many of your comments as possible tonight on the Patreon and even in the comments section um, when we are airing on Saturday. Again, this is Herb and Two. It is intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. My name is Herb. That brother's name is Two. Two. What's happening, good brother? What's up, family? I'm blessed and highly favored, man. I'm tired as shit, but you know, we're making it through. I walked in the studio, Two was taking a nap. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, it's done for, bro. I've been up. Shit, I was left the crib at 5 30 this morning. Ooh, wee. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm done for. That's a, that's, that's, that's a long I'm on, my, I'm on my Kobe Bryant, though. That's why I left at 5 30. Okay. I'm not negotiating with myself. My fat ass is getting up, and I'm getting in the gym every morning. Okay. Oh, you you working out in the morning? Every morning. Okay. Yeah. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable, G. Just saying we're not negotiating this shit. Get your fat ass up and go. I like that, too. You know what I mean? But I'm tired of shit. I love that for you. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, it's non-negotiable. I like I like the discipline in that, man. But I do understand the, 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 the tax on one's energy. I be good until this time. It's oh like, yeah, no, because I, mean? I mean getting up working out in the morning is actually a like a energy booster. You know what I'm saying? As you get done working out, you have that energy boost that's kind of going on. And then, you know, as the day just goes on, be like, well, I've been up a long time, not done a lot. You know what I'm saying? Uh so now this time we get in here uh ready to record, it's like it hits you. But it's all good, man. We 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 get reinvigorated by the conversation, by the family, by the lights in this studio. <laughs> the lights is on beam. Okay, the lights, the the lights get you up, get you going. I don't know how I feel about that, right? Like you can't accentuate my lightness. I don't like that. Make a nigga translucent. You know what I mean? It don't never come out that way though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't never, I don't never see it. I don't never see it that way. Um, but too, this is what you asked for. Yeah, but I was thinking some damn sexy shit. I don't know. I, you know, so I gotta get some makeup going or something. This shit. Some damn sexy. Yeah, you know I mean. <laughs> Light it right, not bright. Oh shit, <laughs> that's saying. hilarious, man. <laughs> um, we could play around with some lighting, man. Remember that day we were playing around with the lighting in the other studio, messing with King Salim about that photo, <laughs> and we, we dimmed the lights and all that. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I was up early uh, today too. That was my last day, at least for a while, having to go up to Hallis Hall and deal with them. Wonderful Chicago Bears people that had their end of year press conference talking to the GM head coach about the direction they want to go in, you know, reviewing their season. They got the number one draft pick. They got $100 million in cap space, so it's going to be a huge offseason. So it was cool to get to talk to the GM about what he's going to do. Uh, I told you he had 
young black dude, like 36 years old. Um, so that was that. But I don't got to go up there for a while. So people are like, oh, what are you going to do now that the football season is over? And first of all, NFL calendar has turned into a 12-month thing. Like, it leads right into Senior Bowl and Combine, Draft Camp, and the Draft, and Free Agency, all that stuff. But I was like, really? I just get to shift my attention and focus and time to other things. Like, it ain't... Ain't no stopping. You know what I'm saying? What would those other things be? Herbin 2, number one. Uh, H2 Entertainment, number two. Herb, number three. You go lie to the people like that. These are facts. You got three interests, but that ain't it. You got to fucking relax. <laughs> that ain't it. Motherfucker, who you talking to? <laughs> you got to relax. Focus on Herb 2. Focus on Herb. Get the fuck out of here. I know you. <laughs> the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> it's Hot Boy Herb season. Bear season is over. Hot Boy Herb season has just begun. I ain't never like Draft that. coming <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> fuck is you talking about? <laughs> I'm back at it, bitch. You that, hear me? that is not true. I have, um, I have my lovely partners <laughs> um, that, that I am happy and content with, sir. This nigga gonna be in a lounge just explaining ethical monomonomagy. Monogamy to motherfuckers. So no, baby, it's ethical though. You know, it's ethical. I don't even have that conversation with people, man. It's I ethical. I don't have that conversation with nobody because it's a conundrum. Now, what's the word? It's a conundrum. A conundrum. A conundrum. Whatever the word is, goddammit. You know what the word is. I don't even have that conversation with people because most people don't understand it, uh, number one, which is fine. But most people aren't trying to understand it either. They just trying to argue about it. And it's like, I don't want to argue with you. Like, if you want to have a conversation, we could talk about it and, and share our, you know, varying viewpoints on love styles if you want. But I'm not finna just sit up here and debate with you about some shit. I ain't I ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. Um But, you know, it is what it is what it is, nonetheless. Real quick, sidebar. Do you think it really is a, a argument or or is intrigue? It's intriguing, right? It's like it's like a piece of art, right? You know how piece of arts become like conversation pieces. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, anybody can have this conversation because it's all subjective, right? Right. I think when you hit them with an ethical non-monogamous, right? I think that allows room for motherfucker to have a conversation. And I don't think they're objectionable. I just think they want to have a conversation. I think I think they're genuinely intrigued and and you know curious about it, and they want to have the conversation, and they're inquisitive about it. But inevitably, in my experience of having the conversation, it turns into a this versus this love style conversation and which is better and why monogamy is better than non-monogamy or vice versa. And it's like, I don't want to have that conversation because that's not even what I believe. Like, mm-hmm. I believe in whatever love style works for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's one-on-one for 100 years, good, do that. But it don't, it don't generally, it's not, generally it hasn't been a, a conversation about sharing information or sharing experiences or educating about my love style and you educating me about your love style, you want to debate me about why yours is better. And I don't give a fuck to debate you about why yours is better. Like, work for you? Cool. I will often cite the statistics of this. And theirs ain't better. Theirs is just not ethical. It's the same relationship style. Yeah, that, that's what I'll be trying to say. So I'll I, I point out the statistics of, of infidelity in relationships and even ask you to look around your own lifestyle, your own circle, and you tell me ten relationships you know how many of them are experienced or have experienced infidelity. 
and you you tell me who's actually doing this thing that you say is the right way to do it. Like it's like what whatever, man. To me, it's like probably twenty percent of relationships I know that's actually doing that. So yeah, I'd I'd, I'd also argue that even that the community considers ethical considers that non-monogamous activity ethical, mm -hmm. I'd argue they're not ethical either. Okay. They're just honest around sexual encounters, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, and this is always a relationship conversation sure. that, you know, in order to be moving in that space and place of honesty, you must first know. And I don't think we even, you know, I think the vast majority of us engage in relationships to learn us. That's facts. So you don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's facts. I think you got to first have that conversation with yourself to 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 know who you are, what you want, what you're trying to be about. And then if you can be honest with yourself, that gives you at least an opportunity to be honest with somebody else. I think most people aren't even honest with themselves about what they want in terms of a partnership or relationship or a love style or just from themselves. They don't even know what it is they're looking for. And so it becomes impossible. You know what I'm saying? That, that part is like a prerequisite to, you know, establishing this connection with other people. And so I think that we just got to get to a space where people are willing to be honest with themselves about what they want. And they had the courage to be honest with your partner. We're going to talk about a little bit um, later about this idea of, of taking away your partner's choice um, in terms of not being honest with them. I'm lying to you because I don't want to hurt your feelings type shit. So I take away your choice in the matter. And I think that's a, that's an issue. Um, and, and, and uh, that was a, a topic posed. I think Ready Rock posed that topic, so we're gonna get into that a little a little bit later as as the official dirtbags uh, continue to roll in for this conversation. But man, listen, I just think that we got to find a way to have healthy relationships, and I'm not I, I'm not here to say which love style is more healthy. Right? It's really about how you behave within it, whichever way. You can do anything wrong. You can do monogamy wrong. You can do non-monogamy wrong. You can do whatever the fuck wrong or you can do it right um so i ain't saying you know one is inherently healthier than the other it's just about how you behave within whatever construct you've just you've decided to be in and i think that that comes with agreement it comes with communication it comes with transparency um understanding and uh communication and you know i i don't know man for me it's a lot of work um <laughs> and it's not the sex, it's not the sex thing. Like, that's not, I mean, that could be a lot of work, too. And I don't mean that on some funny shit. I just mean, I mean, like, like on some real shit, it could be a lot of work. What would you think your success rate, your successful success percentage is when you hit them with the ethical non-monogamy? All right, so I think it is a good question. I think the first thing to understand in answering that question is that this ain't a, this ain't a free-for-all. This ain't like a, like, oh, I'm just trying, I'm hollering to everybody I see, like, hey, come into this thing. You ain't got to justify it. Just give me a success. I'm not, I'm not justifying it. I'm, I'm, I, have to, I have to tell you this so I can answer your question. Because it's not like I'm just out at the bar or whatever and everybody, yada, yada, let me holler at her, let me holler at her. And so then what will be my success rate and tell her to be a part of this. This is, for me, genuinely about people I, I connect with and I really, really like. But I want a number. Then. I'm about to fucking give you a give number. Give me a number. I'm about to give you a number. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's a rare thing, right? For me to even have a connection that I want to be with somebody like that. It's a rare thing. So it's not even like a lot of people. Um, so I would say 
80%? I, I fuck with it. I fuck with it. So I, I asked that on purpose. Yeah. I've never been ethically non-monogamous. Mm-hmm. I've been a cheater. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm I'm ethically I'm ethically non-monogamous with all of those women except for the women that I was cheated on. Right? Right. So I'm knocking you down with the woman I love's picture next to the bed. Right, right. You understand? So you know the rule. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You understand the rule. Don't you ever call me. I'll call you. Right. So not to say that's ethical or non-ethical. You know what I mean? But success rate was about 80 to 90% too. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So my 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 own, my point in only asking that was is like I think that is the common acceptance of relations today. Sure. It's very normal for motherfuckers to be moving the way they move. And I think similar to like let's say like if you think about like the sixties and Woodstock and the what they quote unquote free love era. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> I think we attach words to, to it's almost like that. That shit E4O was hitting us with that day when she was like, uh, you're triggering me and all those terminologies you're and shit. You're triggering me. <laughs> I'm triggering me. Right? I hate that shit. But I think ethical non-monogamy is very much the same. Uh-huh. I think it's just a new fucking- Gaslighting. Old, it's a new gaslighted-ass word. That's all it is. It's a gaslit-ass word. This the same behavior shit. You're triggering me. I'm ethical non-monogamy. It all sounds the same to me. It's, it's The difference is that I'm just putting it in your, in your face and I'm letting you know what it is. I'm being honest. Yeah. Mm. Quote unquote. Yeah. Quote unquote. And again, right. I think I think we we stop we we have this conversation on a very shallow surface level. And I think that we do that because we only understand this idea of relating to multiple people on a sexual level. And what I'm talking about in my experience is something different than that. It's something deeper than that. It's not just, oh, you know I'm fucking other bitches. Like that's that's not it. Well, I push back though. Sure you do. Right? No, I, I mean, it's in a sense. I was cheating on, and this goes even in the Ready Rods question. Mm-hmm. The one who had the picture next to the bed is the one I was cheating on. Mm-hmm. That don't mean I, I don't like the rest of y'all. Mm-hmm. Right? And because it's, I like y'all, we have more, we have a relationship that extends beyond sex, but here's where you are. Right? right. And I lie to her because I'm afraid of her response to my lies. Or to my truth. I lie to you to protect your feelings. I lie to you to protect my feelings. I'm scared. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? I, 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 I get it, but even in that, right? There's and again, a, let me precursor just real quick. That was then. Yeah. I've evolved. Of course you have. Right. That's way, 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 way back when. That's right. But, but what I'm saying is, even in that, there's a deeper level to get to to say, like, when you like, don't call me, I'll call you. Like, nah, you can call me whenever you want. Like, I'm in a relationship with you. You yeah, are- they can call me anytime. I'm not answering, but you can call anytime you want. That's the difference. I'm. That's the difference <laughs> of this thing that I'm. This conversation I'm having with you. But it's me. also the difference in us as human beings. I don't want to talk to your ass anyway. Even if I was alone in the car by myself, I'm probably not answering. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> J Cole's best song is on right now. I'm not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing out to this record. I'm no, just telling you. No, I, I, I get that. <coughs> I mean, I'm I'm like that with something. I was watching football the other day, and my partner was trying to get involved, like trying her best. And I'm like, hey, sweetheart. Leave me alone. Knock yourself out, okay? Go go right ahead. But I am watching it's something. It's something deeper than that. And it requires more of, 
of everybody involved. It just it just requires more, and um, it's fine because I enjoy. It. I you know what I mean. I enjoy these partnerships, so it's fine. I'm willing to to do that, but it's just it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> what like a lot. what more do you think it requires? Emotional investment, um, emotional consideration. I don't have to. If I'm only nailing you. I don't have to consider you. I don't. Like, what? consider what? Consider whether or not you at the crib or you on your way to my crib. I ain't much else to consider here, ma'am. How do you consider three people, three women? Same way you consider one. You just do it two more times. <laughs> Thanks, that really. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm serious, though. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. So... Yeah, you just I don't know. I don't I don't get like I don't get it. So relationships look different for everybody though. Hey Susan, how you doing? And that's what right. I'm saying. Hear, hear what I'm saying. In the moment I thought I valued them. In the moment they felt valued. I know I wasn't overextending myself. Right? But they all felt considered. Sure. You and and I, mean? I have that experience too in my past too. Right? Mm-hmm. Where in in hindsight, and sometimes even in the moment, I knew I ain't really invested in this. You know what I'm saying? But I could have asked them to get married today, and they would have been with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but now, where I'm at now, it's not just like a situation where it's like I'm not invest. I actually am invested. I'm not uninvested like these relationships in the past. Was like, oh, you all excited about this? I ain't invested in this at all. I actually am invested. I want to spend time with you. I want to go on dates with you. I want to have phone calls with you. I want to I want to know how you're doing, how your day is. I want to check in with you. I want to get you flowers. I want to, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I ain't never wanted to do none of that. I, that's, I know, too. I know. You know the little brother song? With my, the, well, I think it was Fonte. He was like, I need a girl. Who said, I think it says, I want a girl when I want a girl, and when I don't want a girl, I need a girl that understands that. Now, yeah. That's the greatest rap line of all time. It's great. It's great. It's great. And 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 that's true. Even I think that's I think that's forever. I that's, that's a forever mantra. Yeah, that's forever. That's what somebody should get tattooed. Somebody should get that tattooed on their arm. You gotta relax. I think. <laughs> I think. I think that. <laughs> I think that that's valid in any relationship. Of. I'm just I believe that you can be a believer in non-monogamy and be in a one-on-one relationship yeah. even for a long fucking time. Like it just be just be us for five, ten years, whatever. But philosophically, I'm still just open to the idea of if I have a genuine connection with somebody else, I want to be able to explore it. That's what Jadena That's it. Um Jadena said. I that. watched him, they had a he had a great conversation, him, Tiana Taylor, Tiana Taylor Joey Badass, yes. and another sister who I don't know. Uh, they Love had a that great conversation um, on it. One of my partners sent it to me actually, and I watched it. Um, and I, I, I thought it was a dope conversation. It was very insightful. I thought they were all very open and transparent, and it was dope. It was dope. Yeah, I like that. They all polyamorous. No, so Jadena was just talking about his journey. You know, well, they are they into were. it. Um, Joey Badass was talking about his, and the sister was talking about it. Tiana was like, no. But me and Iman definitely have had we a bunch of threesomes and all that. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand that logic. What? I don't understand that logic. What logic? 
what's the title for that? Like, what's the triggering word for that? I really struggle with all the labels, to be honest with you, too. Um, they just, they, I, I think Tiana Taylor is bisexual. And so sometimes she wants to have sex with women and she wants to do it with her husband. So they do that sometimes. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what to call it. You know what I mean? She she's she likes men and she likes women and sometimes she wants to have sex with women. She want to be able to have her women when she want to have it, and it basically works out for Iman that he gets to partake. See, even the logic behind that, right? The the, the I, assumption that that's the working out for Iman. That's that's and, very interesting to me. And I'm glad you said that because Tiana actually said the same thing. She's like, everybody's always like, "Oh, that nigga getting it in. Oh, you just doing that to keep that nigga happy, or he winning over there." And she's like, "It's me." I wanted to fuck shorty. Well, that's you know not the way I look at it. What I what I meant by that is like, okay, if we, it seems like most people, let's say if we just generalize, and most people probably do kind of have that um, non-monogamous mindset. Like, too, you always say you believe that most people are, I don't want to misquote you, but you always make that statement that. Polygamous by nature. Yes, yes, yeah. polygamous by nature. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, Iman would probably Fuck other bitches, right? In my mind, maybe not. I'm, I'm sure some men are human. faithful. Some men are, you know, monogamous the full time. Mm, it's, but it's probably a part of the eighty percent, like most people. But right. it's also by definition, though, right? So uh, it's how we look at the word, though. Yeah. Right. So Iman meets Tiana at twenty, whatever the fuck. After being years in the NBA, Iman's fucked a plethora of women. Right. Get it out. By the very essence of just having that experience, like getting it out. He's not monogamous, right? Right. That we use words out of context Loosely. oftentimes, right? And even in being in a monogamous relationship with Tiana Taylor, that could be for amount of time. Mm -hmm. I'm here for a, 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 a good time, not a long time. You don't know. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no, you know, divorce is a real thing. When you get to that point in life, if that happens, are you still monogamous? No, no, you're moving on to whatever passes you tasting the goddamn sample plates. Right. Right. So in this moment in time, I've chosen to ride this wave with this one partner. Sure. Right. So even how we use the language is wrong. So when I say we polyamorous by nature, we ain't no fucking penguin. The pink one mate and the pink one died with the motherfucker he made it with. Right, okay. That's just it. You know what I mean? I don't it's it's a rare find to find that one motherfucker who's been with one motherfucker. So polyamorous by nature because from the day the moment we started dating. <laughs> it's never been a focused kind of one. thing. Right. Yeah. It's never been a focused kind of thing. Okay. I, you know. that. I, I think that when you talk about those dynamics like like Tiana and Iman have, generally speaking, the woman is is dominating that circumstance that that construct not to say like I don't mean like dominant like dominant submissive but she is the one that's kind of orchestrating that you want to put her out front otherwise it'll easily turn into this nigga just bring home chicks he want to fuck you know what I'm saying like that it, it, and so it, it generally you know having had some experience with that it was generally a situation like you want to fuck her. Okay, cool. I, yeah, I'm with that too. You know what I'm saying? For, for the most part, I would say. Um, and I don't know, man. I, I just think that, again, if you can find what works, I don't know Tiana and Iman. They seem to be happy. They seem to fuck with each other. And they seem to have found something that works for them. 
I know when we have these conversations, oftentimes it kind of lingers and hinges on the sexual behaviors and the sexual activities, right? So much more. But all relationships, at least in my understanding, every relationship that I've ever been far exceeded, like the value came from somewhere other than sex. It better. Right? Like the best sex I've ever had wasn't a woman I was in a relationship with. Mm. I didn't have any value for that woman. That box now was special. But the woman was like, nah, I'm good. Didn't I, didn't I tell this nigga earlier that what? it was the box that kept that brought him back? Yeah. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. No, I didn't have a relationship with that woman. You know what I mean? Like, I, I had no. some box from that you woman. Said if, you said, you said if, if you hit him twice, you liked her. You liked her. I didn't hit her twice. I knew the box was special. I said, I'm cool. <laughs> See students around the world? See students back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> I'm back in class. Where that regular box at? Where that regular box at? I need that vanilla box. So they came here with the cookies and cream swirl with the ice. Where that box Chevy at? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this Lexus. (laughs) Run me back to that box Chevy, goddammit. That's the topic Uh, right there. Yeah, you know what I mean? But again. I had two girlfriends. Right. And I'll tell you right now, like, as much pleasure as that sounds, there's the pain is twice mm. all of our hearts were broken you, three broken hearts yeah. in one relationship so it, it's not easy so now when you when you were living the poly life yeah was it like first place second place like was it the primary and then the second and the third like was it arguing over who was most important when i when i first started i had the basic dream of three sims but then i realized i really wanted to have a, a romantic relationship with another woman mm. like the the super heady polyamorous people would say that's this is called a polyfy triad which stands for poly polyamorous fidelity and triad which means in layman's terms just means y'all messing with each other which is different than somebody who's let's say polyandrous that's a woman who has multiple partners but those partners may not be intimate with each other rather you know what i'm saying so like a woman with two boyfriends or two girlfriends but those two girlfriends and boyfriends don't mess around with each other right i mean baby i can't keep up i know it's a world but i like what you said also earlier when you said it's about you evolving. was talking about the tiana taylor thing right yeah, yeah. and you was like i got some experience there i'm well i don't know who would dudes and have had that experience but i've had that experience for a few times too sure right and Like I'm looking for a bet, uh, the best way to explain this. Like after the the thrill of the I accomplished this, like it's like climbing a mountain. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I climbed a mountain. Uh-huh. But if you ain't in the mountain climbing, you don't really want to do that shit again. I just <laughs> yeah, want to yeah. prove I could do it. You understand what I'm saying? I get it. And the second, third time you climb the mountain, it loses its luster. The thrill of it ain't the same. The thrill ain't the same. And then you start to, at least for those who not really into climbing mountains. You know what I mean? And you start to realize, no, I ain't on this. So when motherfuckers speak, they usually speaking out of turn and from a position where they've never had that experience. Yeah. Like, ooh, Iman is winning. If Iman ain't a mountain climber, that's not winning. Yeah, I, I, I will say that. You know, I've I've heard a lot of like dudes specifically. I don't I don't know how many times I've had this conversation with a woman, but I've heard a lot of dudes specifically. You know, reference you know threesomes with this. You know, this adoration and this, you know, kind of mythology about it. Yeah, it ain't I mean? that. And it's like, bro, you ever had one? Like, nah, like, bro, it's it 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 can be amazing. 
It can be a lot of fun and it can be amazing. But it can also be wacky as fuck and damn near traumatic. You know what I'm saying? And again, it's about your makeup. My Leo ego works a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. Now, I won because of my ego. My ego said, nigga, climb the mountain. Right, it's just like my real mountain climbing story. Scared to death, but I got to do this shit. I got to do this shit to say I did it. Yeah. But once I did, it, I was like, "Yeah, no, this ain't even the mountain I like. Honestly, I don't even like it up this high." I, it's a it's a mountain I like. I enjoy it if it's done what if it's done right. If it's done well, I absolutely enjoy it. And I don't mean done well like oh, you know, everybody involved can really fuck well. There is a emotional there's a connection thing there is a trust there is a um uh comfort that has to be there and to allow people to maximize that experience and when it ain't i've had some bad ones i've had some like oh that was that was not what's up so you know um and i mean like emotionally trash as much as physically trash so, you know. Yeah, I, I realized motherfuckers was using me to justify their freak behavior. <laughs> I mean, if you can't be used, you're useless, right? <laughs> you want to be here more than me, shorty. What the fuck is That's this? Oh, I've been there. Yeah, I've 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 been in the middle and looked up like I don't even know if they yeah, know. I'm, I'm the third here. string motherfucker in this room. <laughs> I don't even know if they know I'm still here. Why don't I just? <laughs> Homer Simpson myself into the bushes and get the fuck up out of here, Joe. Like, they are clearly here for each other. And compersion. Compersion. I'm happy for y'all. Kleptomaniac. You know what I mean? Me. Crenshaw. With my compersive. Captivating. Nature toward my partners. I'm happy for you, love. Experience that. Experience it in all its glory. Enjoy it to the max. You feel me? Hey, man. Pleasing you, pleasing me. I get it, man. You know? Gay men protect black women more, <laughs> says a Facebook post. I'm going to beat your ass. I swear to God, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm really going to fuck you up. I just want you to know that. Um, post in the chat uh, that you came across on Facebook where a sister was proclaiming, you know, as we often hear, <laughs> black, men don't, black men don't protect black women, yada, 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 that same old bullshit. Um... And I don't usually dismiss y'all shit offhand like that, but that's that's just bullshit. But it comes up often, um, and it came up again in this particular instance. The sister was saying that gay men protect black women, but straight heterosexual black men don't. So be clear, right? I'm 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 not buying into the hype of these kind of conversations and shit, but I just think it's interesting how they just arise. And then you hear the comments behind them. And one of the arguments I had around the, what's the bald head, light-skinned girl with tattoo on her head? <laughs> Amber Rose. Amber Rose conversation was, even when you say some outrageously wild, stupid shit, it's almost like a coven of witches. Everybody just has to fucking agree. Like, women oftentimes just, it's like a gang. You know what I mean? Like, everybody just be like, yeah, that's what it is, girl. Yeah, girl, you know. And it's like, who who hurt y'all? Right? Like somebody. Again, right, but I think there's a there's not a man that I know ain't been hurt by a woman. True. It you know what I mean? True. Not a man that I but that does, he doesn't justify his behavior toward all women because of the woman that hurt right. him. 
Black women ain't shit. Yeah, black women. You know, I didn't marked all y'all ass out. Right. Right. But I, I, I screenshot it. Just, I just randomly, you know, I'd be like, more comments, more right. comments. Right. So I just ran. It's random to say I'm playing Russian roulette on this motherfucker. Right. Screenshot. Pew, screenshot. Right. And they all... Hundreds and hundreds of comments. And to the to the coven part, like the first two on my Russian roulette spin the wheel shit says. Um, if all the women in here are saying the fact, then I'm trying to figure out why men disagree, right? We said it, goddammit, it's the law. Who the fuck is you, shorty? Uh, what bothers me is when women tell men how they feel and basically men disregard it. Because you speaking bullshit and we have the right to challenge bullshit. Yeah, and you're speaking in a vacuum, right? Whomever is posting that. Is a particular person that has a particular following. If you went to Soldier Field on Sunday and polled sixty thousand people, say, "Hey, do you like football?" They all be like, "Hell yeah, I like football." Just you, you preaching to the choir. Yeah, one motherfucker said, "Not only are gay men more protective of black women, they are more chivalrous as we- as well." When I'm around gay men, they hold the door for me. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> offer to carry my bags. Offer to help me with things, etc. There's been plenty of instances where a straight black man, first of all, I wanna know who's doing these fucking polls. Right? Because the nigga's holding the door, you know he gay. Is he holding the door to dress? What the fuck? Who's doing these polls, G? My my question instantly becomes who th- like ma'am. Who are you around? Who the fuck are you around? Like you around ain't shit niggas. Just say that. Say that. And that's why when we were talking about the Amber Rose, I'm like, I'm not even gonna say she's lying. I'm gonna say it's probably that's her experience. experience. Yeah. But you that's your experience because you around ain't shit niggas. <laughs> you immersed in this whole culture that puts you around niggas that don't give a fuck about holding the dough for you. Don't give a fuck about carrying your bags. I got some money, you got some pussy. Shut the fuck up about everything else. Ain't a woman around me to tell you that she touched the dough around me. Or like that's just that's fucking stupid. Like who the fuck are you talking to? And who like this says the gay man will stupid. go as far as fighting another straight man for for a black woman. I've seen it happen while a straight black man will stand by and do nothing. Now, I, I I I think this shit is very interesting, though, because I think it's deeper than even the conversation we're actually having. Mm. I think there's historical references that, because it's interesting, right? Like, we got a lot of information, but no fucking education, right? So it's like we can see the front of something, but have no depth to the understanding of it, right? Uh, it's like how we talk about money and don't understand money. Right? It's like how we are fully, our community is fully employed by government, but we don't engage in government. Right? We got all the information, none of the fucking education. Mm-hmm. Right? Even in the context of how we are viewed on the scale of masculinity, on the scale of value in this American lexicon, black men are at the bottom, and I've been trying to say that. Black women assume they're at the bottom, but that's just not true. There's no data reference point to where y'all are below us other than maybe abuse, physical abuse. And even that's like neck and neck if you look at the real data, right? But when I say the historical context, right, we equate our value to the proximity of whiteness and through the lens of whiteness and through the lens of white understanding. In that, in that, in that lexicon, the black man has always been at the bottom, even since slavery. I mean, since our inception in this, in this, in this sure. American, American journey, sure. right? So... You couldn't look for protection from your man as a slave. He knew he was the most vulnerable. You knew he was the most vulnerable, right? So you began to create an identity of depending on self, right? 
because it was definitive that they was going to kill him. Right. It was definitive that they go. He's the most vulnerable. He's going to be the most valuable to what their needs are. Right. He's the most likely to be sold. He's the most likely to be whipped. He's the most. I'm, and this is as fucked up as it sounds. My, I, I have an intrinsic value. I birth your next generation of product. I got to treat you a little differently than I got to treat him. Right now, getting to the gay straight. How this had the at least how I read into it. How st- stupid this shit is. By the very essence of the, the the homosexual belief system, sure, you adapt to a more feminine understanding of the world. You're leaned into your feminine more than you're leaned into your masculine. In some cases, that's not true across the board. There are some very, like, regularly masculine gay men. Like you wouldn't even know they fuck niggas if they didn't say I fuck niggas. I still don't agree with that in regards to your energy. I'm not talking about how you appear. I ain't talking about wearing dresses. I'm talking about how you present, how you show up in the world. And I'm not. I'm talking about your essence. Even to be a gay man and like another man, you lean more into your feminine. No, I'm serious. Okay, I'm not talking about how you show up. You could be wearing a suit and tie or a motherfucking tin boots and leaves. I'm saying your emotions, and but you're saying even in, the, in your emotions, for instance. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. But I also don't want to divert you from your point you was making. So I, I'm rocking with it. I'm not deviating from that statement, right. right? And I think there is a response from that, right? Like when you align yourself with that thought process, just like I said, the women are act like a goddamn coven, right? This is the belief system of women. I'm rolling, we rolling, we riding. Mm-hmm. A gay man acquiesces to those emotional understandings oftentimes too, which is why they relate more to women, right? So when they, res- no, I'm serious. This is my uh, this is my theory. Go ahead. It's theory. I ain't saying it's fact. It's theory. I'm going to push back if we be seeing these videos of these gay dudes fighting women because they think you one of them. That's even more feminine though. Yeah, right. That's the feminine shit. I agree with you. That's all of it is feminine. But I'm I'm talking about flipping this whole thing though. You feel me? But but I'm, but I'm saying even if they you believe that, right? Even if you believe gay men stand up for black women more than they stand, it's because they respond to the same emotional shit you respond to. Very simple shit. Whereas the man understanding his own vulnerability. If I go to war, I know I got a chance of dying here. I go to war, I got a chance of dying here. Mm -hmm. Right? I told y'all the story about the little niggas that did the little shit in front of my house. As soon as I said I I made a decision of what I was going to do, I said I stopped talking. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I know the consequences of the fucking decision I made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From hanging out my fucking window. It's, 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 this shit could get me killed. Wire quote loading. It's after D'Angelo Barsdale killed the nigga in the, in, the, in the courtyard. And Avon Barsdale talked to him when he came to Clay. Like, you got people in the courtyard. You got more people outside. And you got a gun. So I'm trying to figure out how you end up shooting this nigga in front of security guard. First thing you do, you get all emotional, you do some dumb shit, and now we got to work around this shit. You know what I'm saying? It's that emotional shit. Like, hey, bro, think, motherfucker. Like, Now, context, though, right? Because we don't understand masculinity. Mm-hmm. The woman who's saying the gay man protects me more than the straight man sees that as masculine. Right. Instead Avon, of this fucking righteous, smart decision. D'Angelo thought he was tough. Masculine. Avon, like, that was the most Maybe you need to shut did. the fuck up right now. <laughs> Maybe that's how I'm protecting you. Shut the fuck up. So we all could get out of this. Right. Right. But no, they don't see that. That's the coward move because it's not emotional. A hundred percent. I've told this story on here before about this one particular instance. Uh, when I was married in this, we in this club and it's just me and her. And this is 
nigga that's with a bunch of other niggas is trying to holler she ain't going, and he tell me some shit about that nigga? I'm like, hey, fam, she said move around. Like, be cool. Nigga, put some bass in your voice. Emotionally, I'm offended, and we can we can go about this. My logically, logically, to protect her mostly, is like, let me just get the fuck out of here. Let me just get her the fuck out of here. Because I didn't been in this situation before when it's just me. We can go about this. Me and your niggas can go about this. But logically, let's not. Let me get her the fuck out of here. You right, bro. Cool. Like, if the, if all you got to say about me is that I don't have bass in my voice, I didn't talk like this since I was 13 years old, fam. I don't, like, okay, cool. Like, but you want me to, you want me to found this nigga? Like, now she didn't want that. She's, she's smarter than that. Yeah, but like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like, knock it the fuck out. You want me to sit here and pop off and go word for word with this nigga like some gay nigga would do? Nah, fam. We're not doing that. Like, Shit is shit is stupid. But Rock, I, goddess, what I, up, Mimi? What's I think going on, the, love? The whole conversation though is like, here I am being regulated to your view of me. Mm-hmm. When your view of manhood comes through the lens of white power, right? We've never had that, right? We've never had that. We've died at the hands of that. That's it, I, right? So you create a concept of me that you think I'm supposed to live up to that is outside of the concept of universal law of what masculinity is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you start making these deg- degrading statements or have these expectations of me through the lens of your understanding of masculinity, which your is a flawed, flawed understanding. understanding. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just yeah. think it's very interesting. Yeah, you, you, I mean, to, to define masculinity, to, to we, we just got to do better. We got to stop letting these narratives you know, permeate our own thinking and then stop, you know, extrapolating them across our entire culture. That may be your experience. I'm not even invalidating any individual's experience. But when it turns into a narrative that spans the gamut of black men, you fucking bugging and it's not healthy. I cannot let you spread that across because it's not healthy for the collective. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that can be your experience, Amber Rose, that can be your experience, sister, that, 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 that the gay man protected you and the straight man didn't protect you. That could be your experience, baby. But to, to say that, that is true across the board of black men is not true, number one. It's not healthy. What um, could not be your experience? And you could be responding to the ideas that have been implanted in your brain from fucking programming how it works. And, and that's what happens when you get all and these... And then when you start coming to the conversation where well, I can't challenge your ass and I'm just supposed to accept the programming, man, fuck you. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Um, you know, I, we, I, somebody in there commented about, you know, and y'all, y'all dudes get on my nerve because y'all have a nigga that you know be beating on his woman and y'all still be cool with him. Who, sweetheart? Who? Again, what? what back to the fragility of what black man. What culture are though? you immersed in? Like, back to the fragile. What niggas are you around? Back to the fragileness of black life, though. We just talked about the little boy that got shot on the motherfucking L. Right. Why did he get shot in his motherfucking head? Because the young black, because he intervened while a black sister was having an altercation with her boyfriend. And the only narrative that came up out of that shit is some wild little nigga shot another wild little nigga. That's not what the fuck happened. Right. He was showing up in a man polarity, helping a woman. Right. And even when they report on the conversation, your life don't have no fucking value. No. You can't even die with valor. Oh. Fuck out of here, man. Trash. Now, that being said, 
there are absolutely instances of niggas being fuck niggas and doing absolute fuck shit. I don't know if y'all have seen this fucking video of the dude putting his partner, his woman, his wife, his girlfriend out of the crib with the kids, one of which is a fucking like toddler she got in her arms. The other one is a very young child. Put them out the crib to the point of throwing their clothes out the door, all this other shit, pushing her out the door while she holding your infant toddler child. And apparently this is all because she questioned about why he was coming in so late. And he went all crazy. Don't be questioning me. I, I pay the bills around here. You know, you get the fuck out. You don't like what time I come in. Matter of fact, y'all get the fuck out. Threw the kids out, threw her out, literally throwing clothes out the door, some shit you see a woman do. Like, didn't grab real union say, I paid the bills, and motherfucker, I do what I want. Didn't she say that last week? Gabrielle Union did, did say that. Did she say that last week? She did say that. I agree with that. My cheeks justified because I paid the bills. She said that was a flaw. That was flawed thinking, though. Yeah, but in the moment, she lived in that space. She did. So he might be flawed. He might recognize his flaw 10 years from now. Yeah, he's. But in the the moment, I'm living in this space. I'm not doing this tip of tight (laughs) shit with you. I'm not doing this. Oh, a woman did it too. I live here. What you mean you want some shoes? I'm not doing that. (laughs) Like, so we. Watch the. Just just, just watch the fucking video. We're going to put the video, yeah. Watch the fucking video. It's. 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 Trash, like he need his ass beat, bro. Like you need. Your kids, it's nighttime. You throwing they mumble. Motherfuckers is fucked up. Cause you attract what you are. And again, I didn't see the video. I don't have no context. I don't know what happened. You know what I mean? Uh, now, obviously, the video made it to social media. Obviously, she was the recorder of the video. No, 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 no. A neighbor's recording this. So she got the video from a neighbor. No, I don't know that she got the video at all. A neighbor recorded it. The neighbor could have put it out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't, again, I didn't see it. I don't know what happened. It sounds like fuck shit to me. It was you know, I would shit. never put my kids, well, let me say, I don't want to say never to nothing because you just don't know. Shit be going different. You know what I mean? These but, are small kids, bro. These yeah. are small kids, like a six, seven year old, and it's like a fucking a arm baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you wanted to get them out of here. He was waiting for a moment to be able to just be like, fuck y'all, get out. I mean, I would like to give, I, I mean, you can't get in. It was raining. Yeah, it was you, like raining and shit. You want to go back to where the fuck you came from while you come home so later? You want to show they come over here anyway. But like, bruh, you need to figure out a different way to do that, G. You need to figure out a different way to do that that doesn't put these kids out in the middle of the night. They he clearly needs some ethical I mean, he could have left. In his life. Huh? He needs some ethical non-monogamy he in needs his life. some ethical non-monogamy in his life, bro. He needs yeah. to have a conversation. Like, sweetheart. Grow up, we got I'll fa- get you some ethical non-monogamy in your life, bro. <laughs> Two's being ignorant. What would Jesus do? But if that's what you own, bro, if that's what you own, and so you out late, you got a family with this woman. Hey, sweetheart, we got a family. I love you. I care about you. 
But I'm on. What, what would be the better way to handle that? What lie should he tell coming in the house? What he should have had a better plan. If he's not going to be the ethical non-monogamous guy, what lie should he came to the door with? It don't. Even, to me, it don't even seem like he told a lie. She just. She was questioning him about why he came home so late. He was like. His nuts got heavy. He, he made the bill. He, he heard Gabrielle well, Union last week. He got tough. He should have just <laughs> got mad and left and went back to where he came from. Right. right. That would have been the better option. I come home when the fuck I want to, if that's how you feel. I ain't saying that's, that's right, either, right. Me neither. But that's better than what the fuck you did, bro. I came home this late because I'm a grown-ass man. I pay the bills around here. Don't ever fucking question me. Got this in him. Yes. Like, whatever. I don't know if you've seen this episode. Like, you know he got this type of shit in him. That being said, he is still a 100% fuck nigga. For sure. he needs his ass beat. Like, he needs his ass beat. She needs to learn whatever lessons she needs to learn from that relationship, grow, and move the fuck on. He needs his ass beat. Like, that's it. Like, you fucking bugging, G. We're going to talk. We, I told you, we, I said we're going to talk about uh, what Ready Rock put in uh, in, the, in, the, in the dirt bag chat because we're going to always have a, a dirt bag segment for which I want to get into. And I know... Um, Mimi want to talk about compersion and Ray Rock want to talk about taking away your partner's choice and the truth behind the lies. And, you know, I ain't going to tell you the truth because I'm like, there's more harm that comes from that, G. You know what I'm saying? And you, in this case, you end up harming some kids, bro. Like, because you can't keep it a buck. <laughs> Goddamn, boss. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's trash, man. Um, Michelle Obama said she couldn't stand Barack Ash for about 10 years. Now, if I remember the video correctly, she said around the time after the children were born. Yeah. She's like, I couldn't stand that nigga for about 10 years. Which is, one, interesting. Two, admirable. And three, very curious. And very common. And very common. I would say so. To not stand your your spouse for ten years. Yes. Speak to the commonality of that. Well, if, Ooh, that's a long time to not stand. Well, me for. just to the conversation about not being able to stand the man. I think what Michelle Obama was talking about was the luxury that fathers have, most fathers have, to kind of just continue about their lives after a baby is born, and they. I'm not gonna say they don't have any disregard, but they don't have the same like worry and um responsibility that the bomb has so that's why she couldn't stand them whereas two what do you think as a married man with i think children this is too? some bullshit that's what i think i think this is complete bullshit i think i just looked up the math on purpose too <laughs> right they got married in 92 they had sasha which is the oldest of the two children june 10th 2001 he became the president of the united states of america 2008 she said, I roughly hated this motherfucker for 10 years mm. when we had children, yeah, yeah. which I think speaks values in, in a plethora of different ways, right? I think that there is a misunderstanding of our very essence and nature as man and woman. One, I think you motherfuckers lie to yourselves in the hype of what you buy into and believe in value, right? That I want a traditional relationship. No, the fuck you don't, because when you show up in tradition, you're wrong for doing that, too. Not only did he show up in tradition, he was the greatest motherfucker to ever exist to show up in tradition, right? I'm not here for, because it's 2010 to 2008, you was becoming the president. There's no other way to do the math on that. 2000 to 2008. 2001, Sasha's born. Yeah, right. He's elected so, 2008. Right, right, right. 
You are becoming the president. Become the president for forty years. Yeah, you have. You're <laughs> on the road to becoming the fucking president. Right. Hold up. Right. But no, I need you here to burp Sasha. Right. What the fuck can I do right? I'm becoming the first black president. I'm becoming the leader of the free world. I'm baby. becoming the leader of as a black man. <laughs> the leader of the free what world. What the baby. fuck? You don't like me? Cause you burping Sasha. It's what the fuck you lot. think it takes to be the president? I'm not as saying a black that man. Does it first take a lot? But I get having children and getting back to I yourself. You so much. I swear to God. <laughs> Were you about to justify this bullshit? You for the say? I'm not about to justify it. I think ten years, not like him for ten years, is a is a. Stretch. I didn't like this nigga till he got me made. Ten years is yeah. That's, that's what she just said. I didn't like this nigga till he the question got me should be then, made. How does she like him now? Oh, he's so, rich. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So now she's like, "Ooh, now. I love that motherfucker." Oh, it's all good now. When I got a maid and a butler, this was the life. But okay. ten years though, I hated you. Okay, so time ass. out, time out. Let me play devil's advocate here on a couple levels. Number one, number one. She she saw it through. So she just being honest that I wasn't happy with this nigga then. But she saw it through because she, apparently she Nigga did. the gamble was playing off. I didn't say she I didn't I but she saw it through. Even in her misery. She's just being honest and vulnerable that during this time I couldn't stand this nigga. I still showed up, I still played my role, but I was not happy with this shit. Because I'm here for 10 years with these two little fuckers. And he is on the Capitol for 18 hours a day. I get it. Still loved him. Like, I'm, I get it. She no, was, she put up with that shit, okay? Because you got to realize she, did. she was in a position to be the first fucking lady. So that means, okay, do you want to gamble and not be a part of this? Or you want to deal with the shit and then... Get the blessings that come with it later. So Michelle was she an accomplished before woman before Barack Obama. But that's I think that's the crux of the conversation. Saying Michelle was an accomplished woman before Barack Obama. And that's when I get into the conversation of values. And again, I'm not no fucking Barack Obama fan, so in no way am I right. you know, uh aggrandizing Barack him, Obama, right? right? <clears throat> but again, I say we have a warped sense of value. Right. So in the context of being a boss bitch per se, and I'm using that word on purpose, right. Michelle was the 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 cape wearing superstar of a, that kind of a movement. Right, right, right. So then right, hold on. Okay. But the essence of value of a relationship has nothing to do with that shit. The essence of value of your real human existence has nothing to do with that shit. The essence of value of family has nothing to do with that shit. So now when I got, because I want it all, I want to be the superwoman up here, and I want a family, and I want this nigga to fit into the box the way it fits in. I want all this shit to work. Then when you get met with the responsibilities of all this shit, no, this ain't what the fuck I call, I say what I ask for. Because I really just want to be the boss bitch to wear the fresh suits. So when a nigga gets me, the maid and the butler, I'm back, bitch. She didn't say this like this motherfucker from 92 when he was starting this kind of like a fucking Flintstone. She didn't dislike him then, right? When I had this child and it belabored me. Sure. I think that's exactly what she's saying. And I think that's the fuck shit. I think that's complete fuck shit. I think it's be, and I'm not shitting on 
Michelle, I'm saying I'm shitting on the culture that we have created where we devalue family in that way, right? And she plays blame. And I'm and, and it, if this motherfucker's about to be the president, what an average nigga looking at. You right, we ain't gonna make it five years. I've crushed every dream you had by making you a mother. Because I ain't finna get a White House in a, butler, a maid in a butler. Right. That's not the normal experience. So then would it be fair to say she was more upset that she had to put her Absolutely. Her, her her profession as far as on hold. That's exactly what she said. Yeah, I don't want to be how, that's how what it really was. diaper and burping no baby. Yeah, but that it goes back to where we said before. When you're working at a relationship as a marriage, our generation actually dealt with the shit, worked with it, had conversations, said, okay, cool, we got issues, okay, let's deal with it. Whereas most motherfuckers nowadays, okay, let me just get a divorce, let me get an annulment, I don't even want to deal with it. Because, I mean, realistically... But Generational relationships are not the same from where our parents were. Don't disagree, right? But it's like anything else. Like I always make the analogy, right? You keep pouring cream in the coffee and you ain't got coffee no more. The yep. same ideas are becoming more and more hyper. Yeah. More and more hyper. So wait 10 years. It's just like you said, I'm waiting three. So, right? I'm not adjusting. Nah. But I, again, whether we think she should have been hurt or upset or not, the fact is she was. Like, she didn't like the situation. But she saw it through, she stuck around, and they made it to better times. Now, whether that's based on her value set or not, whatever, Gardis, a.k.a. Gardis be knowing shit, said, I believe when Barack met Michelle was when she was a full-time attorney at her law firm where Obama was an intern still going to law school. So this didn't, this whole thing then flipped on his head. You a broke ass law student. I'm the full time lawyer at the law firm. He working on the fries. All of a sudden, I stay the fuck at home all day and change diapers, and your ass gone eighteen hours. I could see how that's not necessarily desirable for that type of person. However, she saw it through, and. They made it to a better space. Yeah, great for them. I, I, again. Cue <laughs> what up, bro? The narratives blow me, though, G. The narratives, like, the narratives that we allow to come out, the narratives that we talk about, the shit that gets attention in our community, the shit that we got to sell to become the voice or to become the conversation. Yeah. It's the, the most accomplished black man in America by the context sure. of what America says is accomplished. Sure, 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 sure. And this is the fucking overarching narrative, and... Again, back to what I said, how we have this culture of motherfuckers just acting like a goddamn coven of witches. Oh, girl, I get it. Ifo, oh, I get it. I, but wait, man. Do you, what? I couldn't even, I don't like Barack Obama at right. all. Right. Right? But I can't begin to try to break down the complexities of him being him. His path, right. And having to walk a path to the presidency. I have no understand. I can't even fathom what that takes. They're, he don't live on 51st no more. Right. There's still Secret Service outside that house every day. Right. Every day. Right. When he shows up, it's 30 of them motherfuckers. Right. Every day. Right. Right? And the stress that you endured, and I'm not minimizing what it has to raise a child. Right. But the stress that you endured in raising a child, 
you condemned him for chasing this life. As if you could you man, we saw this motherfucker's transformation from the day he became president to the day he left office. The motherfucker aged 30, 40 years. Yeah, that president that that off that office will do that to you. And I, listen, I, I'm just saying Q, what up? I'm just saying that I, I get it. And all I think she's doing is acknowledging her truth. I'm not saying that's how she should have felt. But she did feel that way. And she's just acknowledging her, she's just acknowledging her truth. And I don't think she needs to be villainized for it per se, even if even if it wasn't the right thing. I just think that's how she honestly felt. But she stuck it through. And like we heard about this shit in, in 08. Man, look, what's Scott say? Everybody business ain't your business. What's going on in this house is staying here, Caprende. Some shit you need to shut the fuck up about. And she did. This is this is 15 years later. Shut the fuck up forever. It don't matter no more. They they passed it. It ain't a better space. And, she, and maybe she can use it to help somebody else that's dealing with a similar situation. Man, that's tough. I ain't rocking. I, mean, I ain't jacking I, it. I, 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 I get my you. New York voice. I ain't jacking it. I ain't jacking it. I, 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 I get you. I get you on the that it's a flawed thing, but it's it's her truth. And you know, she's just sharing it from that perspective. As a woman who saw it through, my boy, she stuck it out and 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 got to a better space. So I don't agree that she should have been fucked up about it, but she was. And she's just telling the truth. I ain't I ain't I ain't gonna I ain't gonna beat her up like that about it. Um You dirtbags, um <laughs> you official dirtbags from the Patreon, uh came up with some topics that y'all want to discuss. Uh, I know Reddy Rock wanted to talk about um, taking away your partner's choice. And she said the truth behind the lies, um, just in terms of like not telling your partner the truth because, I don't know, you're scared of how they respond or you don't want to hurt their feelings or whatnot. And I think that happens a lot. Um, I would say taking away your partner's choice is doubly disrespectful and dishonest. I told you before the show started that the first person anybody lies to in a relationship is themselves. You lie to yourself before you lie to your motherfucking partner. And I think that that's what happens in those scenarios where you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to tell my partner this lie because I'm going to spare them this, that, and the third. You telling yourself a lie because you don't even want to face this shit. And I think that you'd be surprised what somebody would choose if you give them a choice. You'd be very fucking surprised what somebody would choose if you give them a choice. I have an uncommon love style. Cool. Now everybody else is doing the same, they're not doing the same shit. Everybody else is doing some other version of it on some stupid shit. Before you even go down that road, I got a question. I ain't gonna go too far down it, but what? So I, I, I assume I think I know what you were finna say, and that's sure. kind of where the question stems sure. from. Right? Like, do you think the ethical non-monogamous relationships are more honest? One, you also operated in a monogamous relationship. Do yes. you think you was less honest in a monogamous relationship? Two, and I guess the third question, if the answer is yes, that you was less honest in a monogamous relationship, why? All right. That, <clears throat> I'm not saying that either one is inherently more honest or not. Right? I'm not saying either one is inherently better, inherently healthier. I'm not saying that on some preference shit. Like, this is better than that. I'm not saying that. You can do either one the right way. You can do either one the wrong way. My personal experience um, with ethical non-monogamy currently 
is one of absolute honesty. It's one of absolute transparency. Um, it's challenging. It's not easy. It's not easy to. It's not easy to be so transparent. It's not easy to accept so much transparency. Um, so it's difficult. I, I can't say if it's more or less than a non-monogamous relationship. I mean, a, than a monogamous relationship. I don't know that to be true on its face. Um, but for me, it is it is a place of of, of absolute honesty and transparency and communication. Um, having also been in a long-term monogamous relationship, I used to say all the time, the only people I lie to is my wife and the police. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that's a fucked up thing to say, but it was absolutely my truth. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else can get the truth because I ain't scared of your fucking consequence. What you going to do to me? You know what I'm saying? If you ain't the police and you ain't my wife, your consequence is insufficient enough for me to find a lie. Fuck you. This is what it is. Um, and so for 15 years, if you wasn't Officer Detective so-and-so or you wasn't Mrs. Howard, I wouldn't lie to you. So I guess I'm less honest then. Um, and I wasn't I, I wasn't even like no big ass cheater or no super fucking lie. Like you know what I mean? It'd be I, small shit, but also taking away my partner's choice and shit. And I think ultimately that catches up to you. Ultimately, that played a factor in not being married to this day. And it wasn't like one big thing. I think it's a cumulative effect of dishonesty or lack of transparency. Yeah, Miss Jane said that's terrible. I, I don't I don't disagree with you that that's terrible. Um but it's true. You know what I mean? Like I'm just I'm just being honest with y'all. Um I think most people at least things that ain't scared of other shit, like you you lie to lie to your partner or you lie to the police. Everybody else get the truth. <sighs> now I agree. You know what I'm saying? And and I and I asked the, I, I agree, but it's also like context, right? So the and, and when I say I agree, I think the only reason to ever lie is because of fear. Agreed. Right. So when I fear what the police could do to me, I fear what my wife would do to me. Even when the question how, how did Ready Rock pose the question? Like Is you, Rock still here? You taking away my truth, you taking away my choice? Is that what she said? I'm, I think that's what she said. I'm gonna try to pull it up and see exactly. How do you what she use said. lies to control my choice, or why do you use lies to control my choice? Yeah, something like that. Um, Rock said the truth behind the lies: being dishonest to control your partner's response. Being dishonest to control your partner's response, because I got a fear of what that response is going to be. Right. Right. And I think that supersedes, like you said, it's it's much bigger than sex. But I also think it's about the context of how we relate to one another. It's the transactional nature of relationships. Mm. It really is. Mm. I'm going to lose in this negotiation. Mm. So I know if I say this, I'm not going to lose in this negotiation. Mm. Right? So the very essence of American relating because it's so transactional damn near nurtures an environment where this is how you communicate. Right, and as a man, in a specific, specifically a a, a a committed marriage, right, right, you're on the losing end of that separation, traditionally, oh, no, doubt. no doubt, traditionally, no doubt. So there's fear attached to the truth, and again, 
that truth, I know we having this conversation, and oftentimes people's mind goes straight to sex. Yeah. Right? I, this is some honest shit for me. I had an honest conversation with my wife one day because we was talking about trust. And I was like, I don't fucking trust you. Right. Ain't got nothing to do with you being with no nigga, though. Right. It's got to do with my vulnerabilities. Mm. And we had to work through that shit. Like, yo, you, I don't trust, you know, we always had these kind of conversations. Sure, 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 sure. And your lack of trust for me came from an assumption that I was going to deal with other women. That was, I ain't trust you either. But it ain't had to do with no motherfucking dude. It's some other shit. Some, some whole other shit that was way deeper than me. You could fuck my whole life up. Yeah, you could fuck my whole life up. Right. And I don't believe that you make the conscious right decision here. Mm. So I'm moving and protecting myself. Mm. Right? But now, that's also the beauty of monogamy, too. Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. it's that conversation to peel back those layers to reveal your truest self. Because if it's just me bouncing, 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 even if I'm fucking with you, if we're not locked in somewhere. Sure. And again, that, I think this even supersedes the conversation of just monogamy. This is contractual marriage and family. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh, nigga, you going to get exposed. A lot of shit. Everybody's going to get exposed. It's a lot of shit. And that and that's that's a concerning thing. It's frightening, but I want to I want to go back. I want to address that, but I want to go back just a minute to this this idea of what people think explodes the situation or the sex or whatever, and what we distrust about. Almost every woman I've had a conversation with about me being divorced, whether casual, whatever, every single time, inevitably, they've all asked the same question: What you do? It's like. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like what but, I do? But that speaks volumes, though. They all they, that's that's the that's the assumption right off GP. What you do? N- nothing, motherfucker. I mean, nothing, nothing like you thinking, right? There's a cumulative effect that just over time people just evolve and grow apart and have different interests or desires. Like, but it wasn't like oh, she walked in and you was fucking some chick on the island. No, I wasn't. You fucking bugging. You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, uh, but that's that's what that's what the thought goes. But to this idea of of trust and vulnerabilities, right? And this I oh, trust you about that's 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 light work in comparison to what I'm actually worried about. Yeah, really. you know what I'm saying? You know me. You mm. know me in the deepest places of my being, and you, you know you know have me. the power to destroy me, and you could fucking destroy me. You could you could do whatever the fuck you wanted to, and, and so as in getting divorced, it was more worried about that shit than who I'm fucking or who you fuck. That's that's light work in comparison to what really keeps me the fuck up at night. In terms of a trust conversation, it's way deeper than that, man. We be so service level on this shit, like man. I, yeah. So to Ready Rock's that. question, though, I think I think it, it just kind of breeds another question in my mind. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm not justifying the behavior of lying to your partner to, to you know manipulate the answers that you want to manipulate. But I also think in order to get past that, you have to cultivate an environment that mm. creates a level of comfort for a motherfucker to be honest. Yes, and you if you're do. not cultivating that environment, you're gonna get what America breeds, and America breeds transaction. It breeds negotiation. CYA, we baby. oftentimes like to think cover above, your ass. We think we're above the fray, and we just ain't. Cover your ass, Joe. Yeah, that's, we just that, ain't. That's how everybody moves. I think that leads us. And so our, our last topic of the day, which is uh, what Mimi wanted to talk about. This Conundrums! <laughs> I just like doing that. Fuck. <laughs> <Come>. Carousels! <laughs> 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 
Compersion is the word. Compersion is the word that two wants. Compersion is the word that two wants. Compersion is um, the act of experiencing uh, sincere joy by witnessing someone else's happiness. Right. Um, it is a word that has become a bit of a buzzword in like poly communities or non-monogamous communities. In this idea of a partner experiencing sincere happiness to witness their partner happy with someone else. I know y'all immediately went to sex. Maybe that's so, a part of it, but that's not all. What I immediately went to is white people. And I mean it in this sense, right? I mean, white girl. I mean it is <laughs> the audacity of the poly community to think they just go take over a fucking word. The word means the word without the context of being in a polygamous relationship. Sure, the word, the word, the word compersion exists outside of it. Surely, and I'm just saying how white people think they own everything, and how you know we just take all these transactional oh, no, goddamn no, no, no. belief systems no, no, in no, our no, community. No. This is what it is. No fucker, this is what the word means. No, right, exactly. Right. I'm just saying it's become a buzzword. It means what it means. It's become a buzzword in that community to kind of explain how a person can view their partner happy with someone else and not only not be upset, but genuinely be like, no, I'm glad to see you happy like that. You know what I mean? Um, and it's a new word to me. Uh, my partner told me the word. I didn't. I ain't never heard this shit until like a month ago or something. I don't know. I never even, I never even knew the word was a word. Um, but as she was explaining it to me, she was just saying like, it's kind of like this idea of, of like, it pleases me to see you please, right? To please you, which is why you're such a fucking asshole. I was telling you how I learned the word and you fucking be a fucking dickhead because that's who you are. Um, but anyway. Um, Question. Yeah. Just sidebar, this gets back to the when you were monogamous. Sure. Right. Like now that I'm really listening to this conversation, mm -hmm. right? And you even like, you know, why do you lie to manipulate this? The question Ready Rock had. And just to be clear, I don't think I was monogamous then. I was just trying, I was. Whatever it was. Partaking what, in what, what I thought Whatever it was. Right? Like, you ever had that experience where you're out with your, your boys, sure. and you're having a good time, and your wife calling, you got to act like you're not having a good time? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You're not you're not having the compersion for me. You just <laughs> you're, right. you're never gonna be there. You, you do not have compersion. You do not have a you having a good time. Somewhere? What do you mean you having a good time? Outside of me? <laughs> Hell no. Bring your ass yeah. on. You're like, you could be having a ball. You gotta be like, nah, baby, this shit whack, but I'm probably gonna leave in a minute. You know what I mean? It's, man, these niggas over here getting on my nerves. They over they here drinking on drink. They, they over here talking you know about man. fuck shit. You know, this fuck shit going Meanwhile, on. Meanwhile, it is a great fucking time, okay? <laughs> Hang up the phone. This, <laughs> it don't got, got to be about you no get the white boy party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It got to be about no women or nothing. It's just about that. Hey, listen, man. P.I. done set the lick out. Tootin got the video game. Motherfucker got the game out. Motherfucker. It be the simplest <laughs> shit, but you cannot act like you having a good time. Nah, it's, these niggas whack as hell, man. <laughs> I can't wait to get back home and stare at you. Like, <laughs> our life is horrible. <laughs> hey. Chris Rock was talking. Oh about, shit! Chris Rock asked the question in the middle of his thing. He's like, "Who lied the most?" And they're like, "Man, man, man." He's like, "Men." He's like, "Men." He's like, "Men lie the most. Women tell the biggest lies." He's like, "A man lies like, I'm at Bobby House. I'm at Tony House. That's a man lie." He's like, "Woman lies like, it's your sure. baby." <laughs> <laughs> it's just true. It's like, damn, Joe. Mm -hmm. Um. 
I don't I don't I don't know why it has to be like that. But I I think I think it's really, really cool to actually experience sincere joy, sincere happiness to witness your partner happy. And I think that takes a lot of fucking work. I think that's cool too. But if I got to lie to you about playing the Xbox and carry crib, how do we get there? Yeah, you don't have that for me, sweetie. You'll never have it for me. You don't have that for me. But I think I think I think one, you gotta be a whole person, right? Independent of me. Like are you whole, independent of whatever fuck we got? Number one. Number two, do you want to possess me or do you view me as a sovereign human being that chooses to be with you? Not like a possession of yours. Like, oh, I don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like that over there. Like, like, no, nah, I'm not your possession. Like, I'm with you. Like, and then number three, can you manage jealousy? Because jealousy is a natural fucking emotion for anybody. For me, I sit and talk about this non-monogamy shit and whatever. Like, jealousy is something that everybody can experience and just feel. And it's cool. Nothing wrong with experiencing jealousy. What do you do with it after you experience it? So you feel something like, oh, my partner is out with the guys, out with the girls, or even in, in, in a you know ethically non-monogamous situation, maybe out with another partner. It's like, damn, I feel some kind of way. All right, what is this I'm feeling? I'm jealous. Okay, cool. Why are you jealous? Because my partner spending time with somebody else. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Is that harming you somehow? Is that is that somehow harming you in any way? And whether you talk about being out with another partner or just hanging out with the guys, like, is that harming you? And you're like, not, not really. They're not lying to me. They're not disrespecting me. They're not putting me in any uh, harm's way physically or nothing. Okay. Then go get your motherfucking self some business and check yourself. You'll be all right. She'll be back. He'll be back. Cool out. You know what I'm saying? Go, 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 go get with your guys or something. Go, go bowling or some shit. Go, go for a walk. You know what I'm saying? Like jealousy is fine, but then can you check it? And I think if you can get through those three things of one, being a whole person by your fucking self, to where you happy with just you. I'm cool with just some herb time is fucking fine with me. I'm not depressed, dolo. Number two, I don't want to possess you. And number three, I can manage my jealousy. And so all three of those things in combination allows me to sincerely experience joy when you happy, even if that happiness is outside of me. Outside of being a cuckold. Fuck you. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm okay. just saying in general. But if you you know shoot fits, that's on you. I wasn't talking I'm, I'm about you. I'm glad you said that because I, I we talked about the video earlier with with, with Jadena and 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 um uh, Tiana Taylor, and that actually came up. But it was like, yeah, it's not, it's not cuckold because I know y'all gonna say that. It, 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 it's, it's, it's outside of being that, isn't that what a genuine relationship would look like? Like, it I now nah, when I say outside of being a cuckold, I'm not sitting in the room while somebody yeah. fucking you and I'm, hey, get them, girl, yeah, knock nah, it down, beat the cat. That's kind of wild. That'll never happen for me. Yeah, that's wild. You know what I mean? That's kind of wild. But motherfucker, you succeeding in something that you think is important. You, you know, I'm, I'm cheering loud as possible. True. I want you to be the winner of every race you fucking sign up for. Here's the thing. And this is Again, I didn't know the word compersion or nothing like that until recently. But I've said for a long time, I've used this example of, um, like, if your partner like to go skating, I don't like to skate. I ain't going to skate. So if my partner's like, hey, babe, I'm going to go skating with Daniel. Is that cool? 
Absolutely. You and Daniel skate until your fucking heart is content. I am happy for you that you found a skating partner because I ain't going skating. That ain't my thing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's your skating, buddy. Y'all go fucking skate. I am sincerely happy for you. When I I think that the vast majority of relationships would be like, is you out your motherfucking mind? You think you're going to go skating with that nigga? You want to go skating with me? Is you out your motherfucking mind? You think I'm going skating? No. Now just skating is just out of your life. The shit you like to do, you just can't do it because I don't like to do it and you damn sure can't do it with nobody else. Me, it's like, no, nah, I don't want to do it, babe. But if that's what you like to do, you find somebody to do it with, I'm sincerely happy for you. I didn't know there was a word for it, but I'm experiencing compersion about you and Daniel going skating. Yeah, I don't know, though, bro. And I, 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 at some level, I'm looking at this from a lens of gender. Right, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm laughing at the joke we made about you know when you at your boys you gotta pretend like you're not having a good time. Yeah, yeah. But at least in my estimation, That's real joke. In my estimation, I don't know if it's if the response is the same coming from the opposite gender. Right, when you go out with your girls or your peoples, I'm like, man, kick it, have a good time. I know you attractive. I know niggas gonna shoot. Flirt. I don't give a fuck. I I encourage you to go do you, cause when you go do you, it leaves room for me to go do me, right? And I don't even mean, and I just like I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm a whole human being. We I are, don't got to be with you all the time. We're creating an environment to where you can do your thing. I can do my thing outside of each other. We can have that's he- that's only healthy, bro. It's natural. What the fuck makes you think I'm only supposed to be with you and hang out with you? That's so, weird. Again, like the fact I, for me, it gets to back to that 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 EFO shit. Is that you know, you're triggering me. It's these white words putting on these new behaviors that y'all always have had. Adjust. You all hate men to be happy. <laughs> Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. You don't want me to be happy. I'm not even supposed to be in this conversation. I've always had compersion or whatever the fuck it is for you. For real. For real. But I think I, I think that I think that takes work though. I think I think it takes <laughs> I think it takes work. And I think that I, I don't know that it's a gender thing. I definitely believe in what you're saying about, you know, having an act, having the downplay, how much of a good time you're having with the guys. That's a, that's a real thing I've experienced. I don't know a man who ain't never had that experience. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. Yeah. <laughs> so I lived in Chef I lived in Chef Uh and married at the time. I, I think we had already been married. Uh, I'm at my guy crib. I'm at my boy Tom crib. Go over there. Just chilling. On my mama head, it's just the guys. We in there, we drinking, we smoking, we rapping, we listening to shit. You know what I'm saying? We this are goofballs do shit. This is straight nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? This is this this the guys nerding out how the guys nerd out. And she called, and I'm like, Yeah, I'm in the tone crib. You know, it's the guys we over here chilling, drinking, smoking, listening to music. Nigga. I'm standing in the kitchen. It's about four, five guys standing around the kitchen. We blowing, we drinking, whatever the fuck, right? I might have been fucking rapping some shit in the middle of the thing. I look up and through his uh like balcony, his deck door, the sliding door in the back of his house. She didn't slid through the door. She ain't even slid through. She's just standing there. Like, like Jason. Like Michael Myers is just. Standing on the side of this glass, and I'm like, yo, what the? Why is he smiling? Is- <laughs> I'm like, yo, what the 
fuck? So niggas looking at Why me. Why is he having like a good a, time? <laughs> we can't like in a circle. I'm like, what? So they look at me like, what the fuck? They turn around like, I'm like, open that fucking door. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't. I want to know so badly what you thought you were when you walked in, when you pulled up over here and crept around to the back of the house. What did you think you were gonna walk up on? Because you didn't. You could have rang the front door, bro. You didn't brought your ass over here. You could. You didn't crept around. The, what did you think you was gonna walk up on? We laugh about that to this day. Like your ass was nuts. It's not that, funny. It's not. It's a reference point. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not funny. Mimi says, it's all about the agreements that are made, no matter what type of relationship you're having. 100%. It's all about the communication. It's about agreements. It's about setting boundaries. It's about uh, this is cool, this ain't cool. I need this. I don't need that. And and adhering to those things. And, you know, you put them in place, and, and it, it, it can be just fine. And, and whatever type of love style is necessary. How about you just get rid of boundaries? How about you just get rid of expectations? Right? And appreciate a motherfucker in his full humanness or her full humanness. I I think the I think we relate to our rules mm. whether we relate to people. Mm. Right? Again, not shitting on Shanita, but you always rapping with the guys. Nothing happening here. Yeah. But the rule that she said in her life says that's not possible. Mm-hmm. Right? No different with me saying to me and Nikki having this conversation about trust. It ain't about I don't think you rocking with no other dude here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But by the way I'm doing this, I'm not safe. That's unhealthy, bro. It's very, it's very unhealthy. It's very unhealthy. I think that uh and Miss J says that 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 boundaries serve a purpose. And I, I tend to agree, but I think it's just about you know what those boundaries are. Can we talk about them? Can we establish them? And if it works for you, it works for you. If it don't, it don't, and everybody got a decision to make. Just don't take my choice away. You know what I'm saying? Going back to Ready Rock's point, just don't take my choice away, and we can we can figure it out or we can not figure it out. Um, again, in a, a society, so we looking for health in a sick environment, no doubt, right? And then we start justifying sick behaviors as replicas of health. Sure, it's not real. So again, I love Ready Rock. I don't. And, and when I answered the question, I said the only way you get there is cultivating an environment. That is open to that because the environment that we have cultivated thus far says you can't even be with your boys and have a good time. Right. And tell me about it. Right. But you want honesty from me. Right. But just me saying I'm with my, which is not a fucking act of distrust. It's not an act of hurt. It's not an act of pain. Right. It's not none of those things. Right. I innately know when I say I'm having a good time, you're throwing a monkey wrench in the shit to ruin it. That's crazy. And then you say you want the truth. Wait a minute, you do? I can't tell you the truth. I can't I can't tell you the truth. I gotta tell you, I'm I'm distressed. Cause you don't really want the truth. You don't want me fucking happy outside of you. It's just it's just very interesting to me. And I'm not I'm I'm being hypothetical. I'm not saying I can't tell you the truth. Sure. I'm saying the environment that we've cultivated has created the transparency. It doesn't foster transparency. It does not. And you only want a motherfucker to be transparent with you. And the only context is even when we had a conversation about polygamy or polyamory. It's only in the context of fucking as if that's the pinnacle of a relationship. Right. I just told you my struggle with trust ain't have nothing to do with no sexual shit. Never. Nothing. Right. Right? But I'm was guarded than a motherfucker. Yeah. It's it's never about that. That's why I was was talking to you earlier about like, I really, I don't like to have a conversation with people. I mean, we talk about it on the show because I think it's fine to talk about it on the show. I, I don't like to have a conversation with people because they don't come at it from a place of understanding or learning. 
just a judgment thing. It's just a competition thing about which love style is better. And I don't want to do that. So it's just like, and then they leave it at this sex thing. It's like, nah, it's a much deeper than a sex thing. And, you know, it just is what it is. But I think you you have those conversations. You work through those things. And then you respect your partner enough to either want them to be happy or not. And if you don't want them to be happy, then leave these motherfucking people alone, Joe. Leave these motherfucking people alone, man. Respect yourself enough to want your own level and own version of happy that's not dependent on another human being. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's real, man. I'm good with leaving it right there for the day. Thank y'all so very, very much for tuning in to this Relationship Friday edition of Herb and Tool that airs to the masses on Saturdays and records live to the dirt bags on Tuesdays. Records on Tuesdays. Records on Tuesdays. Airs on Friday. Airs on Saturday. Airs on Saturdays. And it's called, called Relationship Friday. Friday. This is some nigga shit. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. Thank y'all for tuning in to this edition of this Relationship Friday edition of Herb and Two. Shout out to all of you official dirt bags who watched it live as it aired. If you're watching it, um, on Saturday or sometime after that. Shout out to you. We appreciate you. Please leave your comments. Please like, subscribe, set the notification so you know when it does air. You get to see all of the trinkets that the good brother P.I. puts into it after it is all edited and chopped up nicely and takes out all the stories that two does not want in it. <laughs> uh, the rest of y'all got it raw and uncut. We appreciate y'all for y'all comments. Y'all input is valued. It was certainly appreciated, as it always is. Shout out to Mimi for... Uh, suggesting a topic. Shout out to Ready Rock for suggesting the topic. It's good to get into those two things as well. Shout out to the doubles producer in the game. We like to call her E4O. She much rather be preferred to be called Peggy, Peggy Bundy. Bundy. Um, for P.I. Most behind the camera the doing the hard work deaf. today. They say, who voices that? They say, is Jake got a cold? <laughs> <laughs> Jake got a cold. And, and 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 some Mexican blood. <laughs> Hermano, <laughs> salute to our brother Jake too, man. He be back in. Definitely salute to Jake, man. Jake, City Jake, Jake had some challenge, uh, challenging holiday season. We love yeah, you, brother. Man. We look forward to having Jamal back in his rightful spot. We gotta go. We'll be back here um, next week uh, for some more episodes of Herb and Two. For Two, my name is Herb. Y'all be good to each other. Peace. Assalamualaikum. <laughs>